Bitch. I am Laurent Cortines. I am the Crap Pundit, and this is the Crap Football Podcast. I talk about the Premier League, Manchester City, and other things on today's show. We're going to talk fucking impeachment. Got to do it. Laurent Palooza. Carabao Cup highlights and match week seven in the Premier League. Unfortunately, sports are taking a back seat to the uh, potential impeachment proceedings of our goofball president, who I uh, I have no love for. He's kind of a douchebag. Con- Actually, you know what? Let me take out the qualifier. He is a douchebag. Uh, as we know, he's our fine representative from Queens, New York, and he's every douchebag boiler room ass fucker that you uh, knew your whole life. But hey, he's the president, and I have to look at him, and all New Yorkers know what kind of a dingus he is. Anyway, he um, he keeps pushing, he keeps pushing, he keeps doing the the DT Trump thing, and now he's gotten himself into trouble with a little bit of a quid pro quo with the Ukrainians. It feels very nothingy. The problem is, essentially, he asked the president of the Ukraine to investigate some Biden thing, Biden's son, Biden Hunter, in exchange for releasing funds that Congress wanted to appropriate with them, and that is an abuse of executive power. Now, I don't care about the particulars. I don't care how guilty, how not guilty, or whatever he is. That's not important. I think the important piece here is the Constitution does not like this kind of shit. You can't use the presidency and its powers appropriated to the executive branch by Congress for the purposes of political gain. Same thing that Nixon went down for. We may not like Trump, we may not like anything he does, but we have to respect the authority of Congress, and he's continually overreaching, and these have larger implications for the executive of the United States. We have been on a 35, 40-year trend since after, 45-year trend since after Watergate, where the Congress took back its power, and then you had a weak president in Jimmy Carter and Reagan was when you think about it actually quite a weak president in terms of his executive authority and you had a continually growing power of the presidency as things went more partisan so and Obama really reached as much as he could to try and get things done but I think We need to reel in the executive because we have a narrative that the president can fix things and he's not supposed to be able to fix things. He's not supposed to be as powerful as he is. And we need Congress to check the president, not because of this particular story being that important or that, uh, you know, vital to national security, but to make sure that the checks and balances of the Constitution are held. And right now we're not getting that. So maybe this is the line. Hopefully Congress does something. I don't we all know he cannot actually be impeached because you need two thirds of the Senate 
to actually remove someone from office. So we have this. I don't think it's a particularly good idea. And I think ultimately Nancy Pelosi knew this and she didn't want to do this, but they have to make a stand. They have to draw a line in the sand. She wanted to wait until after the election so that she could see if they could win without having to do this. And if he won, then they'd bring impeachment because then he'd be a lame duck and they could just ruin the session. And maybe they might take back the Senate. I don't know. That's my political spiel for right now. It's a little bit out of control, but that's where I am. We've got to get back to our civics classes and understand how the government works. The rep- Yeah, and it's not about sides. It's about executive power being too strong. Yes. All right, on to our more interesting things. I'm going to New York, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm flying into New York on the night of October 10th, and I will be there until the 14th. It is going to be a Laurentapalooza. Uh, I'm really bad at making plans and hunting everyone down. So if you listen to this podcast, and I know there are four of you, um, hit me up, and some of you, might, some of the four might be in San Diego. So you may never know what happens in this podcast. So that's fine. I do it for myself. I do it for the people. I'm hoping one day my genius will be discovered and they'll go, oh, my God, what a podcast they made. He was so underrated while he was alive. But we didn't listen to his podcast, so he had to go. Anyway, I'll be in New York. If you want to hit me up, hit me up. Let me know. On to the football show. All right, Carabao Cup. The Carabao Cup, the two-time defending champion Manchester City holders, the Carabao Cup. So if you don't know what the Carabao Cup is, it's it's the fourth most important thing you can win in England. It's a little bit too much. The Carabao Cup is a.k.a. the League Cup. It is participated on by the 92 professional teams in England. Uh, The first couple rounds have already been played, and we're already – we just played the round of 32 – and the big boys jump in. The Premier League teams jump in if they weren't already eliminated. And we had a decent round. Uh, Manchester City won with the kids. Great performance on the defense. Chelsea smash some small team. I don't even remember. 7-1. Arsenal advance. But the big story was Spurs being eliminated. Spurs, Spurs, Spurs. My poor friend Mike Salerno and his Beloved Tottenham Hotspur. Not playing well. Not playing well. They have not been playing well for almost a year. And so they lose on penalties to a team in the second division, which is, let's see, 48. At least 50 points lower uh, in place from Spurs. So it's a long way down before you reach Colchester. I don't even know where Colchester is. Did they play Colchester or was it Rochdale? Rochdale was against United. Anyway, they lost. They did try to win. They put a good lineup out. And uh, for some reason, Spurs are just in the funkiest of funks. And um, sometimes things just go. Soccer's really weird. Teams just crumble. They kind of just lose their edge, lose their mojo, 
you know, it's very reminiscent of like uh, you just run your course. I don't know what it is about talking about podcasts and on YouTube that makes my throat hurt so much because I do so much talking and I'm just having to drink water all the time. It's pretty strange. So I'm doing that. So, yeah, Chelsea, uh, all those other teams go through. But we have another. the next round is the round of 16 already. And we have some incredible matchups. Lots of Premier League matchups. In the round of 16 for the Caribou Cup, Liverpool, Arsenal, ooh. Chelsea, Man United, ooh. Manchester City, Southampton, ooh. And even more exciting on, on uh, the 29th of October will be the Midlands Derby. Aston Villa versus Wolves. So also very exciting. So if you're into these cuppity little cup cups, uh, they matter until they don't matter. Uh, it's the least important of the cups. If you win, you get into the Europa League, which is not that great to do. But it's something to win. It's silverware. So Manchester City have won the last two. Pep takes it very seriously. And we want to win it, you fucking fuckers. It's good to win. You want to win trophies. I don't get why teams don't go for this trophy. It's fun. It's like th four extra games. Just go fucking win it. It's not a big deal. Make it a priority. Come on, man. I just, these are the type of things, these little like little competitions, these are the type of things I just wish American sports had. It would be so fucking good if like in the middle of the NBA season there was a tiny little tournament that you could win and lift a trophy or if the NBA had a regular season champion award. Wouldn't that be great? Yes, you get the pennant, but it doesn't mean anything. Everything is like reduced to this luck-filled playoff thing and it would be nice to acknowledge teams that you know win stuff like give them a fucking trophy you were the best record over an 82 game season or you were the best record in baseball over 162 games that should matter you had the best record in the nfl season doesn't matter that the super bowl is something down the road acknowledge this wonderful regular season of going through the 16 games i just don't get why you would just not celebrate these kind of things like give someone a regular season trophy it, it it matters all the all the individual player award things are by the regular season why not just lift a fucking trophy for being the best team in a season anyway but again the carabao cup is just a little trophy you can win anyway i rambled on check it out it's on espn plus so if you're an espner you can get in there and watch it it's not nbc you know whatever whatever but on to the week Seven matchups so far. Liverpool on top, undefeated, with City behind them, and then Spurs, and then five other teams. They're all tied together. But Saturday morning, seven thirty a.m. Sheffield United versus Liverpool. This game would have been cool in nineteen seventy-eight. Right now, that is a promoted side in Sheffield United versus Liverpool. You'd expect Liverpool to fucking smash this team. But the promoted teams in the Premier League are very, very good. So I don't know. I mean, Norwich beat City. It can happen. Uh, I like Sheffield, but I don't think they can beat Liverpool. 
Crystal Palace at home to Norwich. Crystal Palace drew in their last game 1-1 with Wolves. That was tough, and Norwich come off a 2-0 drubbing at Burnley after they beat City. Fuck you, Norwich. Come on. Don't make that game the only game you ever win. Go get them. Villa play Burnley. Bournemouth, West Ham. West Ham played so good beating Man United, but then lose to Oxford United in the Carabao Cup. I follow the West Ham fan channel because it's East London and it's funny. And West Ham fans were really unhappy. These are Saturday games. Uh, Wolves play Watford. Don't care about that game. Spurs at home versus Southampton. Ugh, Spurs, 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 Spurs. This, if there's a fucking must win in the Premier League this week, it's this one. Spurs need to fucking get out of the funk. Jeez. Get it together. Chelsea play Brighton. Nothing really going on there. Chelsea just have to get playing. And then the late game on Saturday is Everton Man City. Manchester City, we're playing great. We smashed uh, Watford. Everton are playing poorly at home. Uh, Bernardo Silva made, but not Bernardo Silva. Silva? What the fuck's his name? I don't know what the hell the goddamn coach's name is at, at Everton. I forgot his name. Marco Silva. There's lots of Silvas. All these goddamn Portuguese. Uh, City just beat two teams this week. They'll be playing another game. But Everton are in a little bit of crisis. But Everton always give Man City a hard time. So I'm nervous for this game. If we lose, we're fucked. But come on, City. Get this game done and dusted. Uh, Leicester City, Newcastle is on Sunday. And then the big game. Not so big. What would have been a big game in 2003? Manchester United versus Arsenal. Uh, Both teams probably in similar places in terms of talent. But Arsenal are better. They got a better coach. They've got a better attack. They have better world-class players. Man United are fucking terrible. They had to win on penalties against Rochdale in the Carabao Cup, and they also lost to West Ham. Man, they are bad. Like, they're unwatchable. Like, I feel it's starting not to be funny. Like, when you watch the news pundits and they have to cover Man United because they're the biggest team in the world, or at least in the top three with Real Madrid and um, Barca, and you're just like, this is fucking Manchester United. And there's not a great player on the team. They're just bums. Like, just bad. So I don't know what's going to happen there. I would expect Arsenal to win even away. But again, Arsenal are fucking weird too. They're up and down. They're here and there. I just wish that Emery would play Guendouzi and Torreira together and see if they can be two holding midfielders with three across. Let's try it. Let's try a 4-2-3-1 with Guendouzi and Torreira, then play um, Aubameyang, Ozil, and Pepe with Lacazette up front, even though Lacazette's hurt. But, so then the other way around, just try something different. Get weird. So that is the podcast. God, it's really not great, is it? I got to get better at this.
<laughs> I've got the mic. I've got all this stuff, but I don't have anything to talk about. I'm super tired on a Thursday, but I'm trying to bring it up. I'm trying to keep it going. I need the feedback. My friend Lance uh, hit me up, wanted more complaining about Norwich City. And he didn't watch the Instagram videos, so he didn't know that I did at least three minutes on it. And I did hashtag sad. So I don't know what I'm supposed to do more. Um, but, yeah, I'm just finding, a hard, finding it hard to find a through line of the season. I need to go to some games. I need to get out. I need to be at a bar. I need to do something to feel connected to the games. Because right now... Uh, Season's just rolling along, and I don't feel that fired up about it. Anyway, that is the show. Uh, check back in on Monday for the review podcast, and I will speak. To you.